Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. Good morning. Welcome to Medicine on Call. It's good to be back in the studio today. <laughs> it's been a long uh, time since I've been here. Um, but I was uh, out yesterday, well, yesterday getting some dental work done, which is never a pleasant thing, although the dentist was awesome. And I learned something when I was sitting waiting for the local to kick in that it wasn't just my imagination that all the doctors, well, most of the doctor's offices have changed, you know, they've either gone out of business or they've sold their practices to hospitals. But there's another trend, which now this is the second medical uh, profession that's telling me this. My veterinarian also said the same thing, that Wall Street has now injected itself into the healthcare system, into the, the healthcare delivery system. And we know they've been doing it for IT with this telemedicine and um, the fact that artificial intelligence is being touted as the, the best thing, better than doctors, being able to make a, make a diagnosis and being more accurate than a physician. Now I'm coming to find out that there's another scam that they're pulling, which is to buy the practices, or I should say, become almost managers of the practice. So you keep your name, so you seem to be still independent, but you've outsourced your uh, financial side of your practice to Wall Street. So they come in and they manage the contracts, they manage the, um, the innards of the office in terms of the payment. So they collect the payments, they basically run it, and then they give a doctor a salary. So you're guaranteed a salary, and so it's actually a privatization of the same thing that's going on with hospitals, but Wall Street is you know, siphoning up, vacuuming up the money from the healthcare system. Again, providing very little, uh, I don't know, value, although they claim, and it may be true for the short term, they may be giving the doctors more money than they would actually make from a standpoint of straight contracts with the insurance companies and doing your job and getting reimbursed. And it's a hard, it's a hard world out there, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Dr. Georgia, I just because of the, the difference, different shows that we do and so forth. This came about, my first awareness of what you're talking about mm -hmm. was probably five years ago, maybe six years ago. And, and I, I'm sure if it's a little bit back then, it's a lot more today. And this was under the guise of concierge practices. And this was, you thought that your doctor was opening or changing from a, a private practitioner right. to a concierge, but in reality, they had been bought out by a corporation. And as soon as that happens, you lose autonomy on your charge master. You're, you're now a cog in a wheel, so your job is to generate funds, is to make money. And it's only a short step between... I'm just going to come in and just help you. You don't have to worry about your bottom line. Just see patients and we've got this. To You need to do more procedures. You need to do this procedure because it makes more money. You need to push patients towards the, the higher ticket items of whatever the process is because you make more money. It's all about money. It's not about health care. It can't be about health care when you have a middleman that inserts itself and it says its value is to help you be more efficient, help you make more money, help you not worry about your finances. That's the, you know, the bait on the hook that gets you. They turn it into the same kind of practice that you have when a, a clinic or a hospital buys out of practice and all of a sudden... You've been seeing 20 patients a day, and they tell you you've got to see 35 or 40 patients a day. Exactly. And, and they do the same thing on with the quote-unquote concierge practice. Uh, well, the concierge is a little slightly different because the model is to see less patients but charge them more. Well, so, you know, you're paying yes. a couple thousand just for the privilege of seeing that, your physician. True. I think that's the pure concierge practice, whereas when the corporation buys it and it's 
it's presented as a concierge practice, but in reality, it's just a corporate-owned practice mm-hmm. that disguises itself as a concierge. Then they, then the corporate starts putting the bite on you. Well, we, you need to see more patients, or you need to have more patients on in yeah. your practice as a concierge, and instead of being able, you know, they just. It's a velvet glove version of the same thing. And it's a means, it's it's a way station. This is not how healthcare will continue. What he told me in, in yesterday was that they're buying up practices now. This is the acquisition phase. When they get enough practices under their belt, when they're all sold out or there's nothing else to gain, then they're going to start selling that practice to the highest bidder to make money. It's a flip, like you would with uh, this old house kind of stuff, right? You buy it, you fix it up, and then you sell it to the highest bidder. Well, that's what's going to go on with these doctor's practices. And so eventually, I believe, either they'll end up in a hospital, owned by a hospital, as a, a package, or maybe, you know, if the Obamacare train had been rolling out and hit where it was supposed to go in terms of its final destination, I think what would have generally happened is that the government would have annexed these things as single-payer pods, right? Uh, accountable care organizations. It's all about centralization, having a central mon- you know, head that drives the healthcare delivery, and having all these little pods just to do the bidding of the brain, you know, the central brain. It's a sick system. And this is the sick part, okay? I read an article saying that Americans are dying younger. They're getting, our, our mortality rate has dropped. You know, the age of mortality rate has dropped. People are getting sicker younger. They're getting bankrupted through the healthcare system. Do you really want to, is this the right way to do anything? This is already about 60% corporate, if not more, at this point. And we've gone from a less expensive system where if you needed help, you can get whatever you needed. I don't care if you were homeless or you were a millionaire. You got the same standard of care. You can walk into any academic center, any hospital in any city, and they had to take care of you. If you, I vividly recall being in the emergency room when I was in New York in training and a homeless person would come in first we'd have to you know give them a bath give them get them straight and then they would get admitted go to ct get the surgery whatever it was it was never a question of can they pay ever how do we go from that system to this because we've had all sorts of middlemen insert themselves with that started with the insurance companies it's now moving to wall street but the bottom line is follow the money that's the mantra. I mean, I should name the show as a second, you know, as the tagline, follow the money. That's medicine on call. Just follow it. And right now we have the ability as freestanding doctors and patients to withdraw our consent. It's not yet completely screwed up. It still works. It needs volume. It needs patients. It needs doctors to run it. We need to just stop doing it. It's not helping anybody. How many medications are we putting our patients on and they're not better? If medicine and, and farm, big pharma was the answer, why is the mortality rate dropping? Why are people not able to afford going to the pharmacy to get their medication in the age of Obamacare? When we're supposed to have, see any doctor you want, be able to afford healthcare, healthcare is a right, in that, in that you know, existence that we're in now, why is it worse? You know, just some critical thinking, folks, and stop thinking about I'm a victim and I'm I'm part of a group that they're against me. This, they're against all of us. It doesn't matter what you look like, who you sleep with, what language you speak. It doesn't matter. You are a cost center to these folks. And the way that they're getting over is they're making us hate each other and making us think that something someone took something from us and that they love us that they care about us that they want to level the playing field on on your on you on your pocketbook you know it's ridiculous when i wrote my book big medicine two years ago i mean i knew this was coming but i didn't realize it was going to unfold this quickly and in this manner i thought it would be hospitals i thought it would be the usual players you now have a non-medical entity inserting itself and with the mindset of we know best, we're better than the doctors. 
They're too stupid to run their practices. We know how to do this from an IT perspective. I was listening to Mark Cuban last night. I don't know if you watch um, Tucker Carlson's show. But he was on talking about he was thinking of running for president. And it was the most inane thing I've ever heard. Any simple question, he did not have an answer for it. But one of his answers was, well, I'm in IT, and I think IT can be used to, you know, to answer any question. Really? Ask Experian and all the hacking going on. Ask the, uh, the hospitals who've been hacked and had their charts stolen from them and have to pay a ransom to get them back. I don't think IT is the problem, or is the answer, sorry. Your privacy is gone. It's not efficient. Doctors aren't better doctors because of it. I think they're worse because they're depending on a, a medical record system that to pre-populate for them and to think for them, and the kids coming out are even worse. That's what you're getting. It's just sick, Dave. I got to ask you. We were we were talking about this on another show. How many times have you walked in to an examining room and the patient is telling you one thing not that they're lying but Mm -hmm. they're just they're telling you their symptoms or whatever you want and i don't know many doctors that don't walk in and and take your pulse (laughs) you you reach out and you grab that person's hand and you you take their pulse and you've listened to what they said but just by touching them by taking their pulse, by, by looking in their eyes, you say, no, I don't think it's this. I think it's this. You can't get that on a damn television screen. You can't. There's no way. Well, they are making, they're trying to equate artificial intelligence. Well, I'm trying to even equate. It's better than well, seeing a doctor. I can take your pulse. I can have your pulse. I can have your blood pressure over the screen. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Can you feel warm or can you feel clammy or you you know isn't that part of can you ask them about their personal habits and their family and just get to know them one of the things again that i was really struck by in my exam yesterday is that the doctor was a person he asked me questions we had a good conversation we talked about this as opposed to what was what he was going to do to my tooth it really calmed me. It made me feel like I was part of the... It was just a different experience than someone who just walked in and said, oh, you need to get this done. I'll see you, you know, this is the charge for it and uh, make an appointment. That was my first experience with the first dentist that I went to. Consequently, I didn't go there. But this is on us. This is our, you know, this is our responsibility. Do you want to be treated like cattle? Do you want to walk into a doctor's office who doesn't even look at you, who's typing on a screen and just throws a a prescription at you? Or better yet, it's all done by the MA. The doctor comes in, signs off, and doesn't even examine. I've seen, Dave, every time I talk to somebody in this situation, they are never examined. How do you diagnose somebody? You don't even examine them. They don't get touched. They don't sit with the people anymore. It's just telemedicine on, on steroids. It's not equal. The whole purpose of telemedicine was to help people in rural areas because they didn't have doctors. That I understand. If you're living 200 miles from the, next, from the nearest ER and you have an issue, that little outlying rural clinic or urgent care needs a help of someone in a suburban area. I get that. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about telemedicine in the midst of Atlanta where there's thousands of doctors all around you. And they're saying that you shouldn't go to them. You should just, you know, do it on your on an app. You know, the, Apple is coming up with. Uh, let's take a break and talk about when we come back. You're listening to Medicine on Call. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. Before the break, I was moving into how they're doing this, all the software, all the apps that are coming online. Apple's coming up with, on their Apple 10, is an app that can tell your heart rate. So I guess it takes the place of a cardiologist now. (laughs) So it can tell your heart rate and when you need to see the doctor. Um, It can follow your uh, blood sugar. So there's no reason to see the doctor. You can manage everything remotely until you get into trouble. 
And this is being pushed by insurance companies and it's being pushed by hospitals. But you know why? Because if you can take a premium from somebody, have them manage it themselves on the phone for free, you just got free money, okay? And if the accountable care organizations are getting their money from the, from the government in a lump sum that they're supposed to divvy up for patient care, as I've said before, they make the most money by keeping you out of the hospital. Every time they don't have to use uh, hospital supplies or, or the patient beds and, and their equipment, they're making out like bandits because they get to keep that. They pocket that. There is a peculiar pressure to not treat you, to not see you, to have you get as sick as possible before you come in. And then they have the other answer for you, palliative care. This is not a healthcare system. It is a prescription delivery system. That's part of what it is. And you're now, how can they extract the most money from you? And how can they be efficient in giving you the least amount of care and charging you the most? And they're being helped by the government, by these parasites on Capitol Hill who take money hand over fist and do their bidding. We're seeing this roll out every day. It's time for a change up there. Those guys need to go. I think all incumbents should be gone. There needs to be a, a time limit on how much, you should, how much time you can spend up there. 30 years doing what? What are you doing for 30 years? These people are, uh, they're getting dementia. You, they can't even form a coherent sentence anymore. And you, did you hear the story or read the story about Capitol Hill has a pharmacist to, the, to Congress who delivers medication to them, like hidden. Alzheimer's medication. You didn't see that article? Oh, yeah, this guy, he, has, <laughs> he wrote, the, you know, he was the source of the article. It's like, you know pharmacist to the stars, except it's to Congress. So there's all sorts of medications floating up there for Alzheimer's and God knows what, and it's hidden. And they're running our country. And they're telling us that they know better than we do, that, that you know, they need to manage us. And we're sitting here listening to this crap. And it's just astounding. Everything's politicized. I don't care if it's from the VA side and these poor soldiers who were killed, that is just, it's just unseemly to have these arguments about somebody who's dead in the service of the country. It's just unseemly. And the fact that these Congress people, it's all about winning at all costs. It doesn't matter if it's right. It doesn't matter if what they're saying is true. It's just being on the winning team and shoehorning the next group out so you can get back in power. It's up to us to say, no, we're done. And I think a lot of people are done. Now we're just down to the totally mentally ill people who are completely out of control and have no concept of reality. There's supposed to be something, some sort of scream out, scream in about, I guess it's Trump. People are just going to start screaming and they're meeting to do this. <laughs> it's mental illness. Where's the paddy wagon to pick these people up? Scream at the sky. Yeah. What is that? I, I don't even know, Dave. I'm withdrawing my consent from that type of, of environment and that type of society. Stop giving it air and it'll, it'll just wither on the vine and stop and come after the people who are paying for it. Open society, God, that's what Soros and his groups. And that's also been shown that the government was helping to support or pay for these left-leaning uh groups like Soros. I think the DOJ was doing it. So we're now, this is a whole complicit soup of create the problem, create the reaction, and then solution is always the same on this in their mindset. Government needs to fix it. Government needs to get bigger. Government knows the answer. Hardly, when you know that government is being run by corporate interests who are spending so much money on Capitol Hill and are driving legislation. Something's wrong. I don't care if you're on the left side or the right side. Do you want corporate America to be driving the legislation, the policy, the money? I don't. Nine times out of ten, it's going to work against you no matter what side you're on.
amazing. It's amazing that we know this. This was never known before. I mean, it's just all over the internet. If you go outside the bubble of the mainstream media and you start reading and doing your own research, it, it really is like a rabbit hole. But it's all out there now. I mean, it's not conspiracy theory. It's sources. It's written. It's their own admissions. It's their own words. How are you going to say you didn't say it? Well, you can. <laughs> but you said it. You wrote legislation for it. I mean, look at the guy. This is another. It's just... Here's another example of the parasite phenomenon. One of the Congress folks, I forget, I forget his name now, but he was being going to be put up for drug czar. But he got money from Big Pharma to craft legislation that would limit the power of the DEA to go after drug companies who are dumping opioids in the market. So we had companies who were literally just a pipeline of opioids to doctors who were writing prescriptions unscrupulously to pharmacies who were doling it out and the, this guy wrote legislation and it got passed and signed into law by the way that made it easier for the opioid crisis to go unchecked and to take the teeth out of the DEA what mindset do you have to have oh of course they gave him money for his campaign and after this, and this is on 60 Minutes, maybe about three weeks ago, and people should, if they have on demand, they should listen to that. But the fact that this congressman and the rest of Congress, don't they read? Well, we already know they don't read anything. So you have legislation in an epidemic of people dying. I think 20,000 people died of opioid overdose last year, maybe more. And your legislation is fueling that. You're giving these companies a pass. No criminal charges against them, no oversight, no bring them up to Capitol Hill and make them explain themselves. Just take their money and write legislation to help them. At least he had the decency to withdraw his name from consideration for drugs are, because you can only imagine what that would have been like to have a drugs drug are who's facilitating opioid epidemic. This is the hypocrisy that's up there. And it's not even on the regular mainstream news. I mean, 60 Minutes did a story on it, but was it picked up by anything else? I didn't hear about it anywhere else. I don't know what to say. That's criminal. You know, I, I've never said, I'm as old as I am, I have never seen it like it is today. I mean, the way that there's always... As long as there's been a dollar bill, there's been somebody crooked enough to try to steal it in some shape, form, or fashion. And I say dollar bill, this goes back to the golden coin or anything else. But it just, today is just incredible. And the news that keeps coming out and the, the, the stuff just revealed yesterday on, on the DNC and on and on and on. And it just... Uh, uh, amazing the the I just never seen it and I think you're right though I think the public is about to blow the lid we I'm public I've had it I have too and I'm doing it in my way and so you're doing it in your way by having this radio station and the various shows on and I'm doing it from a that way by being a radio host but also in my practice I mean it's just open season on us I don't know if you knew this, but I'm just now got back on Blue Cross Blue Shield after being told that I was on it back in June. So we've been seeing patients right along and it's been denied, denied over and over again. And we found out that it because we weren't in the system and it was loaded incorrectly with a different doctor's idea. There was their error. And we're I mean, I've been paid for since June. That's our number one payer. Imagine what my summer has been like. And we just got back on it. And after, after, you know, trying, after saying we're going to get the insurance commissioner involved, that's when we actually got a call back from them. After all the emails, the calls, we couldn't even get through. And then it took them um, um, pretty much a month to load me into the system. It's an, you know, a computer strike, right? You just add it in. You type it in. It took a month to do that 
this is the this is what we're dealing with and it's so one-sided and it's so it's it's just not right and any doctor who's not strong enough or really just, just I don't care just I just want to see my patients just take care of it for me that's the worst thing you can possibly do what we need to do is withdraw our consent from these folks stop seeing insured patients if enough doctors did that and they had didn't have anybody to send them to they would have to come to the table and play ball they would have to their whole purpose is to have to make the patients think that they're the best insurance plan in town, that they cover everything, that you have very little out of pocket, that you can see any doctor that you want. That's their uh, advertising campaign, which is totally, as we know, advertising is not true most of the time. And it's not in this case either. And you only know this, Dave, when you get into the situation that you're, you need them. You found out the hard way when you had some tests done and you're like, I didn't know you were out of network. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me how much it was going to cost and then my deductible was going to be engaged. How do you how do you see a patient? And the patients need to be more forthcoming too. Tell me what the cost of this is or I'm not coming to you. I'm not getting anything done until I know how much I'm going to have to pay. And I'm not going to deal with any surprises. I'm not having it. If patients would actually say that, I think we would actually, again, be able to put pressure to bear on this system instead of feeling like I'm powerless, I'm a victim, woe is me, someone come and help me. That is not the mentality that you need. You have to be a a ninja about this, physician and patient. On that note, let's take a break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. You know, in our quest to un, you know, to exp- expound on and educate people about our corporatized healthcare system, I forgot one big player, and that's Amazon. And they're trying to enter the pharmaceutical uh, delivery system, and they want to become a pharmacy benefit management company. Imagine Amazon having that degree of power. So. They're becoming too big to. They're becoming Google, better than Google was. Google tried to do healthcare, and it got shot down. Amazon may succeed. I mean, if they're delivering your medication to you, they're the PBM or the the benefit management company that gets to take the money directly from the uh, manufacturer and deliver it the the endpoint, which is us, and they get paid to do that. They're going to get a piece of that pie on every prescription written. And maybe they'll get to decide formulary too, who knows? I mean, they have the market to negotiate prices. And you know, I found out recently from one of our um, letter carriers, our mail used to come at like two in the afternoon. It now comes about six in the evening. And it's because the mail system is handling Amazon. They're actually probably outsourcing, it sounds like to me, outsourcing the um, U.S. postal system for Amazon delivery. Remember, it went from UPS and FedEx, and now they're doing their Amazon delivery. That's us. And we are subsidizing their packages. They don't even pay full fare 
for the packages that they're delivering to us. They're charging us, but they're getting a discount from United Postal Service. Where does it stop? Well, I don't know if you remember. I had ordered, I can't remember what, I think it was a computer product from Amazon, and they shipped it on, they have their own trucks. And instead of being three-day delivery, it took almost 10 days and two attempts, and it was like, you know, how can you screw it up as bad <laughs> as you've screwed it up? And I was saying, it's called, oh, what is it called? Amazon or something like that? I can't remember what. You don't even have a choice, though. Like, if you order stuff, you they don't you give don't you a choice. No. no. It, it, it may come UPS, it may come their own trucks. I actually had, a, you know, I was like, oh, Dave, and then it happened to me, exactly what you described. And I ended up having to order it twice and then going to their pickup spot to get what I my package because it was ridiculous. They couldn't figure out how to deliver um, to my house. The only thing I wish upon Amazon is after they bought, what, Whole Foods? Mm. Whichever one it was. That they Whole bought, Foods. I hope that's their Achilles tendon in that, you know, people start getting rotten tomatoes or rotten lettuce or bad vegetables or bad fruit or whatever delivered to them by Amazon that they all, I, Amazon's too big. It is way too big. Well, they're smart enough to have done some really creative marketing first. They dropped the price because Whole Foods was gouging people. Was it Whole Paycheck? That's what it was known as. So they dropped the price of Whole Foods goods. And that was a really it's intelligent. It's a smart move. So now people are going there because they can afford to do it. So you, again, bait, hook. It's the same phenomenon. It's just being a like a stamp throughout the system. I personally don't want to go to anything that's corporatized. I'm going to my local farmer who's not part of Whole Foods. I'm not interested in making these people any more money. They're already getting corporate welfare. They're getting a leg up on crony capitalism 24-7. Why do I want to give them more money? I don't. I do my best. And I don't think I've bought anything from Amazon in the meantime. And I've discussed Amazon on the show. We sell, my, my books is sold through Amazon. At least not any, I'm not really anymore because I'm not interested in losing 55% of my profit to Amazon. They take 55%. And they do nothing. I have to ship the books to them under my own cost. What do they do? They don't hype it. They just get money every time the book is sold. So if you want to buy my book, which I hope you do, you should go to my website, drelenageorge.com, and buy it from there. Buy it from me directly, as I will from any other author in the future instead of getting it from Amazon, because they're getting screwed. Unless you sell billions of books, maybe it's worth it to you. But if you're, you know, independent, small, publishing on your own, you know, you're not this big player, that's the last place you'd be selling your book. But that's what they do. They, they don't really, they're not really value, they don't make anything. They're not value added. They gouge the people to lower their price and they pass that long, well, supposedly pass it along to the end point, the person who's buying it. But in actuality, they made the person who's selling it discounted to such a degree that I wonder if they're making any money really on it. Or if they are, maybe it's the volume that's getting them over. But that's how Amazon works. It is like a parasite. It is sucking the blood and the, and the life force out of the people who create. That's how this system works all the way through it. They also become judge and jury on books. Oh, that's true. Yes, because they can change the uh, review, <laughs> which is hysterical. Because I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know if people are for Megyn Kelly and Hillary Clinton. I don't care. It's not a political statement. But the people who, who wrote reviews for their books, that was the best comedy I've ever read. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was funny as hell. And they all got deleted because these are favorite authors. So are these reviews really real? Do people really get to say what they really mean if it means that the sale drops because this is a favorite author? This is the whole system. This is how the system works. It's manipulated 
the news is manipulated. They don't give you the whole story on half of what's going on, or they give you just the most negative thing ever. No statistics, just feeling. And how how can we generate anger, fear, anxiety, whatever emotional um, and whatever emotion they want to push the button for? That's all they do. Without played Felicia Wilson 5,000 times. Oh, for goodness. Yeah. Because it it generates an emotion. Either anger or feeling victimized or confirming your feeling of victimization. It's confirmation bias is what it really is. And it's people should go back to their abnormal psychology psychology book and read it. Confirmation bias. um, There's another... I guess it's... You, you drive a, a crowd to believe a certain... I'm drawing a blank on what that's called. I need to have a psychiatrist on the show just so we can go over what's going on. It's not by accident that these things are happening. It's not by accident. When I talk to somebody, I'm getting talking points back about what they hear every day on the, on the news. Oh, it's Russia. This is treason. All these other things. But ask me to prove... Ask them to prove why... They can never give you an answer of why it is. It's just because of what they're hearing over and over again. We're about to figure out that everything they've been saying has been the opposite, which is going to be really funny when, I don't know, right now it's been blackout on mainstream media about all of these supposed Russia connections on the Republican side, on the president's side, and it's turning out that it's not the case. It's the DNC it's the mainstream media colluding with it. It's a lot of other things. It's the opposite, basically, of what's been said ad nauseum for the past, what, six months, nine a months? Year. Yeah. So Can let's I see how this gets reversed. Because it started with the dossier that the... Oh, the dossier that wasn't? Yeah. That was paid for by the DNC and Clinton? Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how long it will take to break the confirmation bias. Because it's been... The meme is so out there that people don't even think anymore. Then you have the comedians, the late night comedians, and then you have Hollywood. And this is just an interesting time to live in. Seeing all the Hollywood elite pile on sexism, racism, this and this and this, and they are in bed with literally the the same people. Who did they throw rocks at in the early 50s? I don't know. McCarthy? Ah. Was he not right? Yeah. He was, actually. As it's turned out, I mean, he, he said Hollywood's full of communists. It's not just Hollywood, though. No. It's, it's Capitol Hill, too. Yeah. All right, and communist, socialist, it's interchangeable. The unions. I mean, people should read um, Enemies Within or go to YouTube and look up Enemies Within. Um, it's a fascinating watch, and it's not political. It is just the facts. These guys are taking money. Congress is taking money from the highest bidder. They're taking money from socialists. Democratic Socialists of America is one of the biggest campaign donors up to Capitol Hill to the Democratic Congress people. Is there no one has a problem with that? Or that Russia was giving money to help to buy 20% of our uranium that they have currently. Nobody has a problem with that. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. You have a foreign power that has control of the, the, the inner makings or the, the, the foundation of making a nuclear weapon. You have the Chinese who have the rights and they're making the, the equipment, the computer equipment for our weapons systems. Does that make sense to you? I'm like, what's wrong with people? This is not a global issue here. This is you putting yourself at the mercy of someone who may not have your best, well, does not have your best interest at heart. It can't. It's a foreign country. The the problem with the F-18 is the part made in China. And it took us how many years to figure that out? And my question is, why were they making them to begin with? Thank you. And the same way with uranium. I mean, I'm not very smart, but to me, that's a no- <laughs> I don't, I don't give somebody gunpowder that's trying to kill me. No, you don't help them. Oh, and now recently, the uh, President Trump 
wrote an executive order to get rid of any Kapersky. That's one of those antivirus. It's all throughout the throughout the government computers, and it's basically Russian software for anti-hacking. Who knows what they've inserted oh, yeah. into the, every government computer? Right? What backdoor they put in? Why would you have that as your antivirus? Kapersky. And he finally said, get rid of all of that. What, what, what planet are people on? Are they so in, in love with staying in power that they would just take money and do whatever? That's what it seems like. Clean house. These guys need to go. I don't care who they are. Republican, Democrat, Independent. Let's just start over. And honestly, let's take the money. And the lobbyists. And the, oh my God. That shouldn't even be allowed. The lobbyists, we just shoot. We, you know, you know what? Right. Just withdraw the money. That, then they'll go away. You can't give money to Capitol Hill, to any any politician. I don't care if it's local or federal. It's just not allowed. Why don't you just not have any money in an in election? If you want to run, then you run. And it doesn't cost you anything. Take the money out of it. That's the, the main driver of this corruption. And you and I don't have the kind of money for that kind of influence. Even if we did, we are decent people who would never try to do that. But these people don't work that way. It's game the system. It is get a leg up for your friends and your family and yourself. See what you can get while you're claiming other people are doing what you're doing. On that note, let's take a break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. I think we're in a position... And you're right. This We've never known any of this because it was so well hidden, so well cloaked that we didn't even know where to look. While the Internet is still the Internet, before it gets completely turned off and, and censored for the benefit of these folks, please, I ask you to do one thing. Just go online and start doing some research on... Everything that we speak about, I can talk about from the healthcare standpoint, but it's not just healthcare. It's everything. Our political system is it's morally bankrupt and it is designed I'm, I'm honestly, this is my personal opinion, it's designed to hurt people. It's designed to keep you powerless, to keep you financially dependent. The education system is no longer teaching kids anything of value except to hate the country. Whatever happened in the past, it's made us who we are now. I would rather be here than in anywhere else in the in the world. I don't want to be a woman in the Middle East. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't want to be in Europe. I mean, I'm not connected. You know, I don't have you know, noble nobility in my family. Do you think I want to go over to UK or anything like that? It's much harder to thrive in pretty much every country compared to ours. Honestly, let's be honest about it. You can be a rapper. You can be a ball player. You can do a lot of things without an education in our system and thrive. You just have to be able to have a good idea in order and follow through on it. You have all sorts of ways that you can get help, whether that's small business administration, whether that's uh, foundations, whether that's GoFundMe. How many people make money on GoFundMe for a good idea or for you know, starting a film project or anything? If you have a good idea, this is a country that will help you and find folks who are like-minded to help you. That's not happening in Saudi Arabia. Good luck with that. <laughs> they're just talking about women driving. That's where they're at. And you want to tell me that it's so horrible that you need to tear down the system. Are you stupid? If you're not happy with the system, the first thing you should do, and I, I say this with a little tongue-in-cheek, is vote. Most of these people who are complaining don't even vote. Colin Kaepernick didn't even vote for the election. Why are you talking? Have you heard the latest, though? He's got a book deal. Yeah. But it's our, you know, I choose not to waste my money buying that crap. <laughs> and I wonder... When that shows up on Amazon and the uh, reviews come for that, I wonder what's going to happen there. But I do not digress. We have the choice to, we have freedom of choice, freedom of will. You can choose not to buy into the system that's telling me, you know, even though I'm in the 1%, from an education standpoint, from a, 
you know, what I do for a living standpoint, no one's going to sit there and tell me that you're a victim, that you're a woman and you're a black woman, so you should feel like someone took something from you and it's white men that did it. That's, that's ridiculous. It's laughable. I can't in good conscience say that I agree with that system because I don't. I've, everything in my life is against that. An immigrant dad who came over with nothing, built his own business, sent his kid to an, to an Ivy League university, a mom who had her own, her own um, business, and then retired, went back and worked as a teacher. I get it. You can do whatever you're big. And she came from the South, from a segregated North Carolina. So don't tell me that the country is the same as it was. It's stupid. It's not true. And if you choose not to do anything and you want someone to take care of you, that's where you really end up on the short end. doesn't matter if you're black, white. It doesn't matter. If the government is giving you stuff, I don't think, I haven't seen anybody who thrives in that system. Yes, you can survive. Yes, you can game it. But are you really thriving? Are you happy with yourself? Do you feel worth, you know, self-worth? I don't think it promotes that. And I don't want to be part of that. And I won't buy into that type of system. And if more of us, no matter what color we are, would think that way, I think a lot of us do think that way, we just don't say it. You know, I have to interject this little, we need to get back to teaching civics. And we need to get back to teaching just everything that you said was because for many years, between the 1900s and, and, and 2000, we still learned as kids that you respect the president, you respect the national anthem, you respect the flag. When I was in, in grade school, I can't remember a day that we didn't start off putting our hand over Pledge our allegiance. heart and saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's not to say, Dave, that everything's awesome. It's not. But you can't say that it's slavery. I mean, we're having a system where people want to resegregate themselves. You know, you got slavery in just what you opened the show with, corporate <laughs> medicine. Yeah. They're enslaving doctors. They are. I mean, we're in debt slavery. If you go to college and you have a, if you have a loan, if you have a mortgage and you have debt to anybody, you are enslaved. It's not a system that wants you to get out of it, to pay out of it and be free. It doesn't. It wants everybody to be beholden to this structure where you owe money to somebody or you're paying interest on something. People are paying interest. I mean, even that, remember that whole housing bubble? People were paying mortgages to companies that didn't even own the mortgage. That's a scam. I mean, if they really want to help us, they should have a jubilee. After the Experian, is it Experian? Whatever the, the um, which one had the, the breach? Is that, can no, keep, Equifax. Equifax, I'm so sorry. Excuse me, Experian. After that, everybody should have their, their debt or whatever they have wiped clean because it's not... It's not kosher. No one knows exactly what happened. Who got, who got their information hacked? What information got inserted? It's not valid anymore. Just let it go. And it, honestly, if, instead of giving the um, the banks all the money that they gave during that bailout, if they had just said we're writing everybody's debt down thirty percent, we wouldn't be in this situation. Why does the money always go to the the most crooked entity to <laughs> trust them? to divvy it up and give it to people. <laughs> like this uh, subsidy to the insurance company. Are you insane? They've had the subsidy for eight years now. Premiums have gone up. Deductibles have gone up. Coinsurance has gone up. Reimbursement to doctors have gone down. This is what they did with their subsidy money. And they spent that money buying out other insurance companies. Do you think giving them more money is going to really make a difference? It's going to finish the job. I'm just done with it only way that they understand anything is they want to get back in and they want to get money to help them run their campaign so they can get back in the next time. Anything that upsets that apple cart, that's when they start listening. Whether you're for Bannon or not, 
he's actually providing a service right now because he's put the fear of God into these people who've been there since the cows have come home. Now they're thinking twice. You got rid of Flake, which is awesome. How long has he been up there? And the only reason he's leaving is because he's down by 26 points to a contender and the Alabama race. And I'm sure there are Democratic races. The one in California, Maxine Waters is running against somebody, an insurgent. She's been there, what, 30 years, 35 years, doing nothing for a constituency. But she's out there, you know. a nice house. Yeah, $4 million, I understand. (laughs) She doesn't even live in her district. What are they doing with their time? What? Why isn't there jobs? Why isn't there an economic zone in her district? Why isn't she helping anybody? It's all about them. They want to be rock stars and get on TV and talk crap. This is what we need to guard against and let them know we're not having it anymore. Stop listening to this crap. Pelosi, I mean, her whole her mantra is she needs to be there because she's a woman and she's the one in power. How come it can't be another woman? Why does it have to be you? She's a master legislator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You want to explain that to me? I mean, well, she did get Obamacare passed based on telling you you have to, you know, uh, pass it to find out what's in it. That's a master legislator move, Dave. I guess it is. (laughs) I got to give her credit for that one because that's the most bogus statement I've ever heard. And it came, it got through. And these people are unwilling to admit that it doesn't work. But, you know, I'm looking at it from a logical standpoint. It doesn't work if you're thinking about it in terms of health care delivery. It does work if you think about it as upsetting the health care system so you can bring in something else. It's brilliant. It's ruined independent doctors' practices. It's ruined rural hospitals. It's ruined community hospitals. It's ruined small insurance companies. It's done a bang-up job at ruining the healthcare system and centralizing it and giving the government more control. So maybe that, you know, she's right. It's working. Not just not for us. Again, whatever your political persuasion is, I want to thank the president for getting rid of the mandate, for bringing up chances to open up the free market by letting people buy insurance across state lines, by letting them associate and create their own health care pods and negotiate directly with the insurance company for better deals. Because right now, it's not working. And ultimately, please do your own research. Go to my website, DrElanaGeorge.com. Think of going to um, AFLAC and getting a policy that actually works for you. Check my website out. I'm going to have information about Affleck so you can start doing your own due diligence. And thank you for listening to Medicine on Call. Have a great week. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. 